You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, where I hang out with my fellow metal musicians, and we talk about their lives, their music, and most importantly, great craft beer. And then I share that conversation with all of you. I hope that you had a great week. I had a great week. Tonight is the beginning of the Laws of the Flesh 2019 in Singapore. This is the very first extensive Asian tour for Cryptopsy, and I'm super stoked to be out here and on it. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. Today on the podcast, I'm with a remarkable artist who creates very interesting stage props and monsters for metal bands. Check it out. Here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number four. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. What's up, everybody? Today we are at Beer Street in Brooklyn, and I am with Aaron Savaz. And uh, Aaron is an artist, which is uh, what interests me to have a conversation with you. You, uh, I met you because you were in Montreal. Yes. On the Devastation on the Nation tour, and you were there to deliver some goodies that you had created yep. for Aborted. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, basically what you do. And uh, how did you fall into this world of making monsters for people? Well, I, it was really weird because, like, growing up, I've, I'm, like, the only person in my family that loves horror movies. And I just grew up going to the video store every weekend, renting Tremors and watching it on VHS over and over <laughs> and over again until I burn out the video store copy. And I've just always loved monsters, I think, in part because they scared me so bad, but I just couldn't seem to get enough. And... I grew up and became a metal musician and did all this and blah, blah, blah. And then that kind of just tapered off and I had nothing really. I stopped playing guitar due to a bunch of ridiculous circumstances. And I just kind of had this weird void in my life and I was at a pretty shitty spot. And I thought, why don't I become a monster maker? Like, it's something that I've always loved. Like, I don't have to go anywhere with it. But like, you know, it seemed like there felt like there was a sense of fulfillment to it. So I drove to Saskatoon, like an hour and a half from where I live, and bought a chunk of plasticine and just started playing, and it connected, and that was three years ago. Were you always artistically inclined? I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't draw or do anything. Like, playing guitar was a, a struggle. Like, I like food. I guess that constitutes as art. But, like, I, I was always more so just drawn to monsters, because monsters to me are just incredible like how can people perceive such horrible things and they're so badass you know like for me it was tremors that started it seeing like alec gillis's work and all those guys and it's like here you have this inconceivably brutal creature that looks real because it was animatronic and it's like how do people make that and then it just like i realized it was like i want to make shit like that because like i'm always the guy a new horror movie comes out i'm the first person in line at theaters oh yeah if one comes in and it's just it just gave me something new and kind of revitalized this new part of my life and I took to it immediately and I just love it and then a year and a half after I started doing that I get a message from Sven on Instagram after making a shitty pun on his account and he added me and he was like dude I love your work I'm like oh shit like it's six in the morning I'm trying to get ready to go to work and I'm like Sven from aborted messaged me what the fuck and then yeah and the ball started rolling from there and that just it really gave me this sense of purpose like this is what I should be doing so you know, I try to just keep up with that and keep that fire burning. So it seems to be working. 
Uh, Vox and Hops is about beer. Mm-hmm. Today we're at Beer Street. We are drinking a Finback Fancy People. It's a hoppy blonde ale with coconut, guava, and pineapple. And it's been dry hopped with mosaic hops. Let's see what this sucker's got. It smells fantastic. It's very Cheers. fruity smelling. Yeah, yeah, smells, I didn't have a sip, I promise. It smells exactly what I want a beer to taste like right now. So let's see how this goes. Like it uh, came straight from Zeus's nipple. Yeah. It's hazy. It's got like an opaque, uh, almost soft hay color. It's, it's tropical fruity. I'll see right at the end, you got the coconut. The coconut and the acidity from that pineapple. Lingers. And the guava, yeah. And the mosaic hops never never disappoints. That's good beer. Finback. I recommend it. You guys should. Being a prairie the coconut boy, right then. Mm. all I drink is Pilsner, so anything tastes better <laughs> than Pilsner at home. So. <laughs> That's my next question is, uh, are you... A craft beer enthusiast. Uh, I'm I'm not much of a drinker in general, but like I do like I'm starting my a good friend of mine from Lloyd Minster, uh, Dusty. Him and his missus ran uh, a little shop that was all about like homemade beer kits and stuff. So when I go to their acreage and visit, like their wall is just nothing but like all these different types of beer that my buddy's trying to create and stuff and like testing those made me really appreciate the artistry of beer crafting so i'm starting to get into it more now like usually when i'd have a drink it would be it's either uh lini aquavit on the rocks or jameson's and ginger ale that's usually what i would drink and but now i'm starting to get more into beer and there's probably like a big uh, parallel between being an artist and creating monsters versus being a, a brewer and trying to get your beer that you want but that's just it like it's all a craft right like i don't know it's just there's an artistry in almost anything that a person does whether they realize it or not like yeah i'm like artistically quote unquote bunny ear fingers like i create monsters visual pieces of art you you move to the culinary side of things like you have your brewmasters and stuff like food is a form of art like in agree, flavor yeah. and it's it's its own discipline so like i love anything that's handcrafted like we have these amazing palettes that we can create all these flavors to me like i love cooking i love i do cook a fair amount so it's just like I do appreciate the artistry behind the culinary and brew making and everything like that too, just as much. Let's take people through like your your creative process when you go about making monsters for stage props because you do, you do it for stage props for aborted. Yeah, and I'm assuming you do it for movies too. Nope, don't do Not it for yet. movies. No? No. Literally do this in my mom and dad's garage when I'm not working. And I just started out doing it as a hobby. And then people started asking me to build stuff. And then bands started asking me to build stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, it's so strange because I've only been doing this three years. I'm self-taught. Like, I don't feel like I have the discipline as somebody who is a professional artist would have. And, like, it's it's always a struggle with me because I always, every time I do a new piece, like, I'm trying something big and something new to do to build a new skill set. So it's always a challenge. And, like my process for doing it is like if somebody is commissioning me for something in particular it's like okay well well, what what are you thinking about and i take whatever they have as a thought into account and i'll just sit there and just try and envision different things or like even when i'm sculpting on my own i'll throw on one particular album and then i'll just create to that album whatever my hands put down is whatever that album I'm listening to. That's makes. super, super interesting. So, like, because heavy metal and horror has always been synonymous with me. Like, they mm-hmm. do just go. They very definitely well. go. They go hand, hand in hand. hand. Yeah. yeah. So, like, 
I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, obviously for aborted stuff, you'd think I was listening to aborted. No, the whole time I was fucking listening to Vader. Like really? Vader is what got Carl built. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? That's what you call these new Carl stage pieces. Yeah, his, that name's, you made? his name's Carl. It's pretty gnarly. For, for people at home that don't know, he built these giant monsters. Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> and they stand side by side on each side of the drum set, and they're sort of in coffins, and they're lit up. So what, what is Carl? Carl, Carl? Carl stands for Cadaverous Aberration Reconstituting Life Form. Okay. And it was very much inspired by uh, Rob Bottin, who is my favorite special effects artist. He did John Carpenter's The Thing. I was going to bring up that. Yeah, yeah, and like his works in general, especially in Legend, even really just like he's got such a pronounced like visual way of creating these monsters and it's just that his work really resonates with me it's so fantastical so when uh, Sven approached me with like you know we kind of want something along the lines of our album artwork and I'm like well what can I do because like I can't just create something with like a picture it's like if I'm given the choice to create something I have to almost come up with a story of what it is to give it a flow of continuity and then tie it into whatever. So it's just like with uh, Aborted's Terravision cover, which Carl is is created about, it's like my whole process for that was like, how can I make a stage prop that they want that would almost have a story to it, but not be exactly like their album cover? Yeah. So could, yeah. like, could you just imagine these otherworldly beings coming through and like, or people being sacrificed to these interdimensional giant beasts like you see on their album cover and have these things that just consume people because it's very much like television has lots of songs about how the media consumes and stuff and it's just it brought the thing to mind where mm -hmm. they just consume and like assimilate and everything like and, that and carl sort of does sort of look so like so he's that, got yeah. all those different heads coming out of his body like he's consuming them and they're becoming a part of him like a weird technological sacrifice of sorts while they feed in order to grow bigger to come in our dimension i develop whole stories around everything that i create that's custom made and how long from a to z when you go to about making something at that size. Carl took me a month and a half in total to sculpt and build. Um, it really depends on the piece and my and Are each of them unique? No, he was he was literally built as one giant piece that I cut in half and then re-added oh, stuff really? afterwards. Okay. I just had to figure my way out with it as it goes along. That's the biggest piece. Like Sculpting that whole thing was 495 pounds of clay. Unbelievable. So moving that around the shop by myself was fun. <laughs> and what about like a, when you're thinking about making it and having it being like transportable for the band? Something that they can throw in a trailer and can put it up on stage easily? So my whole thing is like when I did their stuff for Devastation of the Nation, that was my first time doing a stage prop of And you brought kind. out the heads. I brought out those little heads and they had bodies that went with them, but the bodies broke. Did they? Because like I didn't realize like the punishment they would get put through, and they didn't even really make the trip down there. I that entire day I was in the back of that venue fixing everything. Really, I was bawling. I was on the phone really? with my mom. Like I feel like the biggest failure. Like because it was just the heads. Gig. I was there that night, and it was only yeah. the heads on stage. And like that's yeah. all they cared about. This is ours for that amount of money. I'm like, well, yeah. Like you're not mad that it's broken. No, it looks fucking amazing. They use it in Europe. They use it in Europe. Yeah. Shout out to Neil. He slept with those heads. <laughs> or Neil's my little sugar plum. He just hates me. But it's just like when you go to build something. Like now that I now that I'm kind of gearing towards the the world of like bringing monsters to the metal industry because the theatrics are very much a part of it. You know, um, the light like creating something lightweight but incredibly durable. So like. Ooh. 
the especially with Carl, what I wound up figuring what was the best was using like a lightweight brushable plastic backed with fiberglass, backed with rigid polyurethane foam that I can get from like the hardware store or use smooth on products because like special effects are very expensive. Heavy metal musicians don't make a lot of money contrary to popular belief. So what I have, like my job is not only to create something visually and aesthetically pleasing that really works along with the stage presence in a stage show, but also to make it affordable and economical for transportation and stuff like that. So I realistically just kind of find what I can for the pieces in particular and for something that's more rigid like Carl it's just a thin layer of plastic backed with Bondo body filler in rigid foam and like they had problems getting them up here the like the coffins got smashed and the sculptures and everything stayed perfectly fine there was no damage so there you go. Like, you're oh. happy about that yeah so you, 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 you solved one of your problems one of my problems yes the other problem is making sure I study everything beforehand a little more carefully because I'm new to this <laughs> everything's a learning curve you mentioned uh, the dude that did the practical effects for the thing. Who else would be like a huge influence? Oh, Greg Nicotero. Uh, K&B Effects Studios were, have always been one of my big favorites because when I was 10, I discovered Army Darkness and Evil Dead and yes. I was just like, oh my God. Yes. I grew up wanting to be Bruce Campbell. You know, <laughs> like that was, yeah. Right? Every, everyone had a boomstick. Everyone had a boomstick and... Um, as I started to get more and more into the effects world and stuff, like, you know, there's uh, Howard Berger, Greg Nicotero, Norman Cabrera, Don Lanning. They just did the new Hellboy movie and the effects and that are phenomenal. Yeah. Did you, did you go see that? Were you I first did. in line? Yeah. <laughs> One of eight people in the theater that saw it on no way. night in Battleford. Oh, fucking Battleford's no good for anything that I like. I literally live in the one place that is not copacetic for what I want to do. <laughs> do you think that's something that's going to hinder you in the future? You think you're going to have to relocate? I oh, like. I want to relocate eventually, regardless. But like, I don't know. Like, there's like I grew up there. It's always going to be home, whether the bad rap that it gets or not. It's called Crime Town for a reason. Really? Oh yeah, we have in Saskatchewan. In Saskatchewan, it's it's brutal, but like it's not as bad as people think it is. It's a beautiful town. There's a lot of amazing people. I have a lot. Most of my friends are there. My old bandmates live there, who are like brothers to me, and like I'm kind of close to a lot of different areas, so. It's nice to get away from home for a weekend and travel somewheres and then, of course, go check out the art stores, see what they got for materials or, you know, and it's it's kind of weird because now that I'm doing all this heavy metal work, like it's almost like I'm putting Battleford on the map for special effects. Yeah. Stuff. Like there's awesome. a dude in Battleford. Like, yeah. Check him out. Yeah. It's awesome. How hard is it to find That's when I met Battleford? you. When I met you at La Estrada, I was like, this guy from Canada making these things. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like, weird. Like guy? <laughs> to literally wake up one morning and have one of your all time favorite bands, which is a trippy story on its own. Cause I was in Hawaii on vacation around the time that I started sculpting and I realized I wanted to take it seriously. And I bought a board's necrotic manifesto and that's when I really got into them. And then years later for them to get a hold of me, it was just like this weird full circle as, as you have the Ouroboros on your shoulder there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the heritage arm. So I got the Scandinavian. The Greek stuff is going to be up here. It's going to be some Scottish and Ukrainian, probably for the Ukrainian, a pierogi on my tricep. Or my thing going as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever imagine that you'd be making monsters for a living? Or? Nope. Never. I literally was at home because like, I'm very frustrated with my job. I don't make as much money as I'd like. I was very... You're upset about the band? Not yeah, well, it, Was it that something so when you wanted to be like in a, in a big band? Is I wanted, that something I wanted you to wanted? be a death metal musician. That's what okay. I wanted to do. And then I got very, very ill with my depression and anxiety. And I was put on a whole slew of medications. Uh, one of which my body didn't require. So there were a lot of adverse effects. I lost a lot of the dexterity in my hands to play guitar. So really? I just quit. 
And uh, two years later is when I kind of decided, like, you know, I'm kind of fed up with where things are. I need a change. And uh, I thought, like, what are things that I love? What are things that I could, like, do as a career? Because, like, right now I've worked at this job for 10 years and that's all it is to me is a job, you know? And it's like I want to be more career-oriented. Like, I got to shape up. And I thought, what are things I'd like to do that are feasible? And it's like, man, I always loved monsters. (laughs) And, like, I was always the guy that would rent a movie and watch the DVD and you go to the special features. I want to see how that shit was made, you know? So it's like... And now with YouTube, you can like delve even deeper yeah. into it. Yeah. Oh, Studio ADI Amalgamated Dynamics. I have to give those guys a shout out. That's Alec <laughs> Gillis and uh, Tom Woodruff Jr.'s company. They post so many amazing behind the scenes things from like Alien versus mm, Premier. Like they have yeah. like their big films and stuff. And it's just like, I'm just like a kid at Christmas whenever somebody posts something new about that. Like I just love seeing all this different artwork and all the components and just how much insanity goes behind creating these giant fantastical creatures i just love it and it's like you know what it's not impossible for me to grab a a chunk of dirt and start making stuff and maybe one day i'll get good enough and people are notice and i'm slowly getting to the point where i'm getting better and people are noticing so it's what would be like a dream band to build something for vader yeah vader i'll talk to peter oh jesus peter's my (laughs) all-time favorite vocalist he's so good oh my god uh, we've got running jokes he's so good yeah uh, but like aborted was right up there too like aborted's been one of my favorite bands for quite some time and it was just for them to contact me i'm like dude like you you guys are horror movies and death metal like two it's favorite too perfect yeah yeah and like to to have sven kind of bring me in just this kind of like nobody when he has all these other options and to actually come to me is changed my life i so honestly much. can't think of someone else that does shit like this that you do well like i mean really maybe i'm just not too much into the scene well you, you think like any who would be like your, your your big competition do you think any professional special effects artist i mean an artist is an artist like you can commission them for lots of different things let's talk about saskatchewan all right uh i've played regina a lot we have uh flo has like a second home in regina almost oh really because he's uh, good friends with this guy named roman who's like an artist up there he's a mm-hmm. tattoo artist and uh, flo has a band called digital doomsday that he's in with them and uh every time we come through the exchange in regina it's like a sense of family <laughs> i don't know if you feel the same way regina is odd for me because every time i drive there i feel like i'm going home even though it's weird yeah, i don't know yeah a lot of people don't like that city but i i do just it's got that vibe i want to move there so it's 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 uh it reminds me of where i grew up for some reason i mean i go to we go it tends to be after parties when we when we play regina for some reason and uh, i always feel like i'm like back back in two mountains (laughs) hanging out with my friends again even though i don't know these people (laughs) regina's regina is an interesting place we call it the city that rhymes with fun yeah (laughs) I, i can see that i can see that but no, it's I don't know, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, man. Not much to say. <laughs> it reminds me of two mountains, really. Is that vibe? That small, small city. I guess it's because it's even the big cities are small. Yeah, yeah. Like I go to a lot of the bigger cities, and like when I'm at home, I can walk by people and I don't know them and wave hello. You drive by a farmer and you just do the two fingers up on the steering wheel and they tip you their hat and you keep going and it's just like I grew up in the old time respect and yeah and it's community. That's Saskatchewan. Like I mean, it's doesn't definitely does not have uh, its downfalls by any means, but like I don't know. It's just 
it seems like everywhere else I go, that it's such a departure from where I'm from mm-hmm. to where I'm going. Is you're mentioning it today that we were walking around Brooklyn, coming here, and you're like, "This is not for me." Yeah, like I'm not a big city person yeah, yeah. at all. It just the mentality is different. Like I was at the when I got at the airport, some poor lady, her luggage fell off her cart, and I just dropped my shit right away and put her stuff on her cart. Nobody for her. else and did that. She looked at me like bewildered, like, "Why did you do that?" I'm like, "Yeah," and it was just a, such a shock, and I'm like that's fucking pathetic like you know there's just no sense of community and like even where i'm from there's a lot of issues like it's it's a very divided community it's very sad just with the the aboriginal community and the things that go on with like the just our government and everything like that it's a very touchy subject i don't want to get on it but like it doesn't matter what you look like what color you are how old you are what your nationality is you be courteous to people. Uh, you should you all know. listen. You should all listen to death metal. And, and that's yeah. <laughs> and that's how I was raised. You be courteous, no matter no matter what. And like I just, I'm honestly fucking blessed to have the mom and dad I have because I feel like they raised me right. And like again, a lot of people, a lot of people aren't. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. lucky. I'm so yeah. lucky to have parents like them. Especially same here. Yeah, you know, they let me live with them. They let me like make monsters out of their house. They don't have to. They can get sick of my shit at any time, but they support me no matter what. Well, what are some of like the the consequences of you making this? Is there smells? Is there toxic oh, dude, stuff? That's so bad. Oh my god. The the serious fucking solvent highs I've gotten some days from like casting and painting and working with silicones and like you don't oh need, you my don't need god craft beer you got solvent. I don't need craft beer nope I got freaking xylene by the gallon in the shop and just pop the cap open watch the eyes dilate and let the magic happen you know what what have you been listening to what's a band that's inspired you recently aside from oh Vader, Vader? bands that inspire me shit man like that's a hell of a list there's a band called Dagon that I absolutely love um, I don't know any of the members of the bands they just released shit i can't remember the name of the album i think it was back to the sea the album's called it's very it's got it's very piratey it's oh, like, yeah? it's not the very fast okay. metal but it's just it hits it's kind of like a it has a beautiful growl um bloodshot dawn has been one of my longtime favorite bands that band has saved my life on two occasions with their music really? bring me out of very dark times you're mentioning the depression and yeah i got bad depression and anxiety and stuff like that and their demons album saved my life a few times and i'm lucky enough that i'm going to be building props for them as well oh awesome congrats and uh <laughs> Another band, man, Cattle Decapitation is really resonating with me right now. I just loves my cattle decap. Dude, I would I would love to do work for them. I just feel awkward because, like, I don't know how to, like, offer people work. It's just like, look, I do this, this, and this. Like, if you're interested, just give me a shout. You should just shout out to Travis. I did, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm actually trying to, I've had this concept that I want to do custom for Adam from Behemoth, Nergal. And I'm trying to get a hold of him, like, because I got a really fucking killer idea. And I really want to make it for him. So well, I hope that works out. Yeah, but I don't know. I'll just take what I can get if people ask me for stuff and it works out. I'll do it. If not, I'll just continue tinkering on my own at home, making stuff. Like, it's just, I'm trying to approach this not with the expectation of having it become like a career that I can live comfortably off of. It. It's like I want to do it because I enjoy doing it. Plus, I'm surprised you're not getting into the special effects movie or area of I it. I don't like Hollywood. Yeah, but you can still be. Yeah. In Canada and just be commissioned. I mean, totally, I can. And I mean, if the opportunity comes along, sure. And then, and then it would be like a mix of goodbye day job and yeah. just doing the yeah, monsters for a living. Good, goodbye day job where I have a full 
benefits package and pension yeah and yeah, yeah that's an artist though and yeah that's an artist but like uh, that's the artist part of it we live in the prairies we like that yeah. security you do have nice teeth yeah <laughs> i just went to the dentist for the first time in like 10 years because i have a shattered tooth and they're okay. like when was the last time you went to a dentist i'm like oh fuck this long ago. you have really nice teeth i'm like good it's genetics <laughs> Apparently my dad's side have good teeth, so I'm just going to bank on that. <laughs> my dad had lost all his teeth before he was 21. Well, my dad's nickname was Buckles because his yeah. teeth went sideways. So Jesus. Fucking, he had a disgusting mouth. <laughs> well, he is from Ontario, so Thunder Bay, shout out to that town. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, oh, man, just a ton of thanks. I want to thank you and all the guys in Aborted for inviting me out and just making me feel like a part of the team. And Mike Thompson from Tantrix body art who has been an amazing he's an amazing tattoo artist and just an all-around killer guy and he supported me from day one uh my best friend and a woman i love very very dearly serena gary and brandy and just my family and i couldn't be doing this or experiencing all this amazing shit without them and dusty for being the bastard that got me into death metal in the first place when i was 14 <laughs> i just what was love that all first Wretched Spawn by Cannibal Corpse. There you go. Yeah. And then followed by I by Mashuga. Oh, I like that. Fucking I remember getting that. Oh. I got it from a Christmas gift exchange from Mike Marino through my Scream. Shout out. Uh, we did like a band gift exchange because we, you know, we were nice band members like that. And he got me that. That's yeah. such a fucking yeah. killer EP. Just with yeah. that. It's like a march of giants ready to go it's to so war good, when yeah. that hits. Yeah. Well, no, thank, thank you, Aaron. No, I appreciate thank you. it. Cheers. Uh, Cheers, and Ops. That was a nice ring. We're going to keep hanging out, but uh, not with you guys. So uh, see you guys next time. Ta! Hey, Vox and Hop says, thank you so much for listening right to the end. Had a great chat with Aaron. He's such a cool dude. So humble. So nice. So creative. If you guys need any crazy monster stuff in your life, uh, you should hit him up. You should hit him up. I put his link in the description, and you should check it out. You should, uh, if you are in Asia, if you live in Asia, if you are on vacation in Asia and you want to come uh, check out a Cryptopsy show, all of the ticket links are available on cryptopsy.ca slash shows. Check it out. Get your tickets. Come out. Come drink some craft beer with me. It's going to be crazy. I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for talking about it. Thank you for sharing it. Some great things are coming. I'm very excited to share that with all of you. If you want to ask me a question, if you want to give me some suggestions, if you'd like to become a sponsor of the podcast, hit me up at matt at voxandhops.com. That's M-A-T-T at V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And I'll be more than glad to answer you and check out all of your fine requests. Hope you have a great week. Remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beers. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.